Mino Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. This month is almost over. I keep on saying that 2022 is just flying by. In a second, we'll be basically a fourth of the way through the year, which is so surprising to me. So I hope you've gotten your wellness check in recognition of Heart Health Month. And I also hope you've taken some time to recognize and acknowledge and celebrate Black History Month. Now, we should be celebrating both of those every day, not just this month, but since this is the month of recognition, we should make sure to reflect on those things. But yeah, I mean, February, it's almost the end of February. I can't believe it. And those months are almost over. Well, This week, we're going to chat a little bit about our bodies and how they change during and after pregnancy. Specifically, that little pooch that develops after pregnancy. And if you're like me, it has remained that droopiness in the midsection of your belly. Yeah. What is that, right? Like, why do we get that? Well, a lot of us have this so-called fupa or mommy tummy, but Could it actually be a problem or is it just like a little jiggle from fat? Sometimes we could have what's called a rectus diastasis or separation of the rectus muscles. That could be what's causing that little pooch there. During pregnancy, the uterus grows and it stretches your rectus muscles in your abdomen. Those are those two parallel muscles that run uh, down the abdomen, sort of on each side of your belly button going down, okay? But as your uterus grows, it can cause separation of those muscles and stretching, okay? Because obviously your abdomen is not used to having a big old gravid uterus or a pregnant uterus. And if the rectus muscles are shifted too far apart, then that's considered a rectus diastasis, okay? One NIH study found that up to 60% of women experience rectus diastasis during pregnancy or in the postpartum period. And another study also from the NIH shows that the range of people getting uh, rectus diastasis anywhere from 45 to 83% of women. Okay. Almost everybody I know has had a rectus diastasis after pregnancy. And I'm not talking about with a C-section, I'm talking about with a vaginal delivery. Now, most of the time with a C-section, I will say we try to put everything back together. At least I do, right? We do try to reapproximate all of the layers that are split, including the rectus muscles. We will sometimes try to reapproximate that if we know it's going to be a diastasis, okay? Now, that can cause a little bit more pain because now you're trying to, you you have your muscles sort of squeezed together, but it does prevent a rectus diastasis if they put your muscles back together. But if you have a vaginal delivery, you don't have the privilege of somebody sewing your rectus muscles back together and making sure that there's no space between those muscles. Now, the most common symptoms of a diastasis is a pooch or a bulge in your stomach, more pronounced when you're straining or contracting your abdominal muscles. 
that pooch is usually somewhere around your belly button, whether that is above your belly button or below your belly button, that can be a separation. Sometimes that separation goes all the way up to the top of your abdomen, okay? So you can have a separation all the way down your abdomen, but most of the time it is just above or below your belly button. Other symptoms include bloating, lower back or abdominal pain, and constipation. That little pooch can become more pronounced after delivery because there's no longer a uterus stretching your muscles or your skin. So if you're wondering whether that pooch is just an extra skin or uh, extra skin and fat, or if it's actual separation, then lie on your back with your knees bent and crunch forward. Put two fingers above and two fingers below your belly button. If there's a ridge there and you can stick the two fingers between there and sort of feel that soft spot, then you probably have a diastasis. And if you can have fit two fingers or more, then it's it's at least moderate, okay? There's a weakness there. There's no muscles when you're straightening up that's not, that's not allowing your fingers to not depress. So if your fingers can be depressed there, that's not muscle you're pressing. That's everything under the muscle that you're pressing, that soft spot, okay? Now, over the next few weeks during the postpartum period, you'll find that that space will become smaller and smaller as your muscles regain their strength. Because right now, if you're having a baby, if you've had a baby recently, those muscles are sort of kind of floppy, okay? They're stretched. But sometimes we do need a little work to support our core to help with that, that little pooch get along and get its other life outside of your life. Now, let's not be confused. Now, after delivery, you will have a little extra skin and fat. That fupa doesn't always mean separation of the rectus muscles. But if you've been working to get rid of it and find yourself to have an awkward bulge or that soft area near the belly button, you likely do have a separation there. And it's okay, but let's make sure the separation gets smaller. Sometimes this separation, if it gets bigger, can lead to bowel, bladder, and nerves becoming entrapped or protruding through the muscles. And in that case, your OBGYN will refer you to a surgeon for further evaluation because we don't want any strangulation or the bowel being cut off from blood or nerve supply. That can be a whole different ballgame. So if that happens, you will get referred to general surgery to make sure there's not any nerve or bladder or bowel entrapment between those muscles. So now that you know a little bit more about your mommy tummy, and that is not your fault because it's a likely a rectus diastasis, let's dive into some cases. Our first case is a 41-year-old who is six weeks postpartum with her third child. She noticed that she had a bulge below her belly button whenever she coughs or sneezes. She also recognizes it when she laughs and lifts anything. The bulge sometimes hurts, but feels much better when she reduces it by pressing it in with her hand. She has had increasing issues with constipation. Will this go away on its own? Or is there something that can lead to long-term issues? Okay, so the thing for me is that, one, obviously this is a diastasis, okay? Because she can press the bowel back in with her hand between her muscles, right? Now, the thing that's most concerning is that she's saying that she has increasing issues with constipation, not decreasing. And she's six weeks postpartum. So usually your diastasis is going to get smaller and smaller as your muscles regain strength, right? But 
for her, she's having increasing issues and she's having to press it to relieve pain, which means that at some point you probably have some strangulation of the bowel or nerves within that diastasis or that separation of your rectus muscle so much that to get rid of the pain, you have to press it back and basically, you know, make sure it's not strangled. Okay. So you're reducing the strangulation there by pressing it back. The constipation makes me think that now your bowel or that supply to your bowel has decreased. That causes the stool to move slower through your intestines, which is probably what's causing your constipation. So for me, this is a problem. This means you probably have a hernia, which is a much bigger diastasis with the bowel and the omentum, which is a fatty layer that covers the bowel, almost like a sheet covers you, is protruding through that, okay? Um, Your omentum has a lot of vessels and nerves that run through it and sort of act as a protective layer for the bowel. So that can be strangulated and the bowel can also be strangulated. And so it sounds like since you're having increasing issues that that is what's going on. And so at this point, I would definitely want to refer you to a general surgeon because you probably need repair of your abdominal hernia. Now, depending on how big it is, we'll tell them how to repair it. And depending on what they find, we'll also tell them the urgency of which you need to repair now, a lot of people walk around with hernias and they just have a hernia. Like it's not like a medical emergency unless you have issues with strangulation, which it sounds like maybe sometimes you do because you hurt sometimes and sometimes you don't hurt. And sometimes you have bowel movements and sometimes you can't. So for me, this is something that definitely needs some type of evaluation and attention, but I'm not sure if it's urgent, okay? Okay. You do need it taken care of though, all right? For me, the case pearl is rectus diastasis with related issues with bowel or bladder function should prompt medical attention. This is not something that you need to just be sitting at home and constantly just pressing in your bowel every time you cough or you sneeze. You need to get this looked at, okay? You should not be hurting every time you do anything to Valsalva, meaning any type of Increase of your intra-abdominal pressure, sneezing, coughing, bearing down, squatting, lifting should not cause you to have pain, okay? That means your bowel is getting strangulated. So you need medical attention. All right, medical intern, what's our next question? Our second case is a 24-year-old who is three weeks postpartum with her second child. She has a bulge in the bottom of her tummy and her OBGYN told her it was a rectus diastasis or separation of her stomach muscles. She has been doing crunches and sit-ups, but now the bulge appears to be more pronounced. Why is this the case? It's the case because you're doing too much. <laughs> so doing crunches and sit-ups and anything that like causes that bulge to get bigger is going to make it bigger. Like that, this is not something you do to like, oh, I'm going to get my eight pack back. So I'm going to do a whole bunch of crunches. No, you need to strengthen your transverse abdominus muscles, not your, you know, straight on rectus muscles. Okay, so you're trying to move the muscle back over, not strengthen them where they are. And so if you do that and you are basically causing, like pushing things through that diastasis, then yeah, you can be causing more damage than you're really doing. So all that's going to do, if that muscle's already separated, all that's going to do is push any content that was not 
out through that diastasis. Okay, you got to give your body time to heal to allow that diastasis to gradually move back in place as your rectus muscles strengthen. So crunches, sit-ups, those are a no-no. Okay, you can't do that. That's just going to make, cause you have a hernia. Okay, it's going to make everything bulge out even more, which is what you're seeing. So a couple of things that you can do, making sure you're strengthening your transverses abdominus muscles or those lateral those muscles lateral to your rectus muscles. So sort of to shift those rectus muscles back towards the middle, you can do pelvic tilt. This is, this is done by keeping your lower back pressed into the ground and gently lifting your pelvis up an inch and then releasing it back down. So you're basically on your back, knees bent. You're going to lift your pelvis off the ground, put it back down. Lift your pelvis off the ground, put it back down. And you can also do some Kegel exercises with that which will strengthen your pelvic floor, okay? So that tightens everything else back up. So you're gonna squeeze back down. You're gonna squeeze everything in your pelvic floor while you lift um, your pelvis off the ground and then back down. And then you can also do some bridge posing. So lay on your back, tilt your pelvic area toward the ceiling until your body forms a straight incline with your knees at its highest point and your shoulders at the lowest point. Inhale gently as you hold the pose and and on the exhale, slowly roll your spine back onto the floor. You're almost like in a crab position, basically. Back bend crab position. Okay, you're gonna slowly lift up and lift down. So you wanna do more things at your the level of your pelvis, okay? Not crunching up, which can cause you to just push your abdominal content through the diastasis. You're just doing too much too soon. So let's try the pelvic tilts or the bridge pose. And the case pro for this case is exercises like crunches and sit-ups can actually worsen erectus abdominis diastasis. Instead, allow your body to heal and then do exercises to work the transversus abdominis muscles, which are the two techniques we just talked about. All right, medical intern, what's our email question? This one says, hi, Dr. Plenty. I'm not pregnant but recently got married and plan to start a family soon. Both of my sisters have had horrible pooches. One even had a hernia that required surgery. Is there anything I can do before pregnancy to reduce my risk of getting a pooch and developing a hernia? You know, I wish more people would ask this question, right? Like, what can I do to be proactive about this? And honestly, I wish I would have been proactive because I knew better. I knew what you had to do. And did I do it? No. Why? Because exercise takes work. It takes work and nobody wants to do it. Before I had kids, I was thinking to myself, my body looks all right. Not perfect, right? I want my belly to be a little bit flatter. But compared to where I am now, in hindsight, I look pretty dang on good, which is probably why I didn't have this urgency to work out. But if you are at the point in your life where you're like, you know, I want to have kids. I'm looking at my gene pool, meaning I'm looking at my sister and my mom and they got these these mom pooches and I want to do everything I can to not have a mom pooch. The best thing you can do is to make sure you're strengthening your core, strengthen your ab- abdominal muscles before you get pregnant. And a lot of people think, why am I going to get in shape and then have get pregnant, gain 25 pounds? And, you know, have to deal with getting a mom pooch out. Well, people that have uh, a strong cores before they get pregnant, 
are less likely to have the mom pooch and the rectus uh, abdominis diastasis after pregnancy. So these people that are having a six pack before they get pregnant, those are the people that are in that, you know, 30% of people, 30 to 50% of people that don't have the mom pooch. Anything that works your core. So yes, you can do crunches, sit-ups, push-ups, wall push-ups. And wall push-ups are actually good for uh, for postpartum as well. Wall push-ups are good for uh, for uh, rectus diastasis exercise as well. But wall push-ups, floor push-ups, uh, crunches, and sit-ups, those are things you can do beforehand to make sure that you're strengthening your core. You know, also, you know, scissors and flutters where you're, on, on the floor in your back and you lift your uh, legs off the ground and you basically move your legs up and down like scissors, I mean like flutters, or you move your leg in and out like scissors, those also help strengthen your core uh, muscles, okay? You can go hard and do all the crunches you want, all the sit-ups you want before you get pregnant because that's going to strengthen your core. And that way, even if you have a small diastasis uh, during pregnancy, because uh, let's be real, everybody does, right? There's no way for your uterus to grow and grow and grow and those muscles not separate a little bit through the linea alba. The linea alba is that line uh, that goes through your rectus muscles, okay? They separate your rectus muscles. So there's no way to not have a little bit of separation there. But if your muscles are very strong before, then they're not gonna be as weak of muscles as somebody that didn't have strong muscles. So you want to make sure you're getting your core as strong as possible. So then when you go through the pregnancy, you don't have that big diastasis. And that diastasis, if you do have one, will be reduced gradually and naturally on its own. So that would be my advice. Strengthen your core first, work out hard beforehand um, so that you can make sure that you strengthen your muscles as much, more as, po- as much as possible. The other piece is if you do get a diastasis, um, like this patient that we had in the last case um, that I didn't mention, you can also make sure you're wearing some type of support. So if you're like coughing and feel that bulge or you know squatting and you have a bulge there, so you know there's a separation, get a postpartum belt. I mean, get a postpartum belt. I mean, that way you're keeping your muscles together because you have the support there, okay? So when you cough or when you laugh, nothing's going to go through there because you have a belt that's keeping everything in place, okay? So it's almost like you putting your hand there to reduce everything, to keep everything in place. Get you a postpartum support belt to make sure that you are reducing you know, any content that can come through that diastasis, okay? That helps support your core. It's very important to support your core, especially those first couple of weeks. I remember when I was postpartum, I felt like sitting up, I could feel my uterus sort of flop around in my abdomen. When I had that belt there, I felt like, huh, I feel like I can do anything that I felt support. And until your muscles get secure and firm and strengthened, You need that support at least for that six to eight weeks after you deliver. So definitely get a postpartum support band to make sure that your uterus is not flopping all around and your fupa is not flopping all around and the contents of your abdomen is not going through your diastasis. Keep everything in place. That would be my advice. Work out before if you have one and you deliver. 
wear postpartum support belt and then do the pelvic tilt and bridge poses afterwards. All right, medical intern, I think that that's all the questions that we have today. And she's shaking her head. Yes, yes. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pros Podcast. I hope that you've learned more about rectus diastasis today and that you enjoyed the episode. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. And don't forget to catch up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash pregnancy pearls with Dr. Plenty for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a Mean Old Lion Media production.